This is the Rugby Odds, where an unlikely pundit panel of a wordsmith, a WWE legend, a rugby star, and a supermodel scour the globe, seeking best bets and bad behavior. Are you not entertained? Thank you, thank you. Although I would love to bathe in your adoration and applause, we we got to get to it. We have John Bradshaw Layfield and King Gifte Bailu in the sponsor Opportunity Green Room, uh, doing creepy things and doing wacky things to prepare for this show because we have George Hook, the legend that is George Hook, once again coming on. And if you look at the Your Company name here, Slate, you'll see that we indeed have a full slate. So let's not waste any more time. Let's bring in John and Gift. I am very proud of us collectively. We were 29 and 16, and you know that already because this is take three of the start of our show. And John, you are patiently waiting in Bermuda. To I'm not patiently waiting. I am in Bermuda. I want to go golf and have a tea time. I have a cheeseburger waiting for me right now at the beach club. I want to go have that because you said this would take 15 to 20 minutes. Right now, we're on 15 to 20 hours doing this. Well, And you don't speak English. So when you do an intro, you go to babbling and babbling. Oh, I just, I got I got to fix my light in the house. No, you got to fix the fact that you can't talk. That's a great color on you. And I love that color in the background. It really accentuates your, your best assets and gift that you are in Brazil and you look resplendent. He looks resplendent. I, I see. And my point, you don't speak English. I'm talking a gift. We invent words all the time, guy. Get with the program. All right. And the program is the rugby odds. And we're damn good at it. 29 and 16 last week. The King I, and I rock. Absolutely rock. Yes. Boom. I rocked a little bit better. I was 11 and 4. As my protégés, you're doing very well in this rugby We're not space. Your protégés. We don't even like you. No pro I am not perfect, and I admit that. But we have a lot to talk about because we've got George Hook coming on once again. I love George Hook. Mr. Hook comes on here, who's done all this media. He draws all these ratings, and you're the one trying to produce him. And he actually at one point says, you know, I've done this before. This is New York City, baby. This is the Big Apple. It's not <laughs> Europe. But we do have accountability on this show. And although we had a very, very good week last week, we do have the business, the nasty business of picking out the wooden spoon winner, which was our biggest loser last week. And because we had such a good week and because you two were tied with your exceptional records, we have to go to the tiebreaker. Management has deemed, John, that you get the wooden spoon in the tiebreaker for that one match in the top 14. I will gladly take the wooden spoon so the king doesn't have to have it, but I protest the entire idea of the wooden spoon going to the king or I. Who did this? The bunker of world rugby? This is as okay. atrocious a decision as world rugby oh i guess i guess i guess on tuesday we're probably going to rescind it and then on wednesday we'll probably put it back in go ahead world rugby you dummy you should watch what you say we can get you a segment ban a segment ban for what your behavior you tell me world rugby is like some cross-eyed guy playing a crossword puzzle <laughs> they have no idea what they're doing you're teetering so are you sticking up for world rugby? Of course. I am I am kissing everybody's <laughs> that I can possibly kiss at any given moment. You trying to ban the guy for sticking his head into Owen Farrell's shoulder? Ixnay on this Owen Farrell scray guy. What are you doing? <laughs> All right? Oh, my well, God. Listen, how, hey, wait a minute. Wait a minute. They're going to ban us soon. There's no adults in charge. It's just a bunch of good old boys like the old PGA Tour. It's a bunch of, yep. bunch of good old boys 
running rugby, making a ton of money. And all of a sudden now they got a little scrutiny on him. They go, oh my God, let's have another committee to rescind the last committee to talk about the next committee. You know, I don't know what amazes me more. The fact that you actually know what you're talking about, or B, the fact that you completely go off the script because you have a golf tee time and go ahead and riff on something that's not in the script, which just <laughs> makes it more difficult to get this <laughs> show done. And then you I can moan about it. Oh, I got a cheeseburger waiting for me. <laughs> Let me do, put this in perspective. If WWE had a match at SummerSlam, and all of a sudden, you got like The Rock versus John Cena or something like that. Those and guys both kick your ass over and over again. And then you say, wait a minute, we're not going to suspend him. We're going to put him back in. And then you have a committee meet about the last committee because you realize the committee was stupid to begin with. You go, wait a <laughs> minute, we need The Rock in the main event. So then you have another committee meet and say, no, 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 we're not going to do that. Let's put him back in. No, let's resend him. No, let's put a ban on him. No one would believe it. World Rugby just did this. Just did this. It's kind of like when you hit Cena with the car and they just said, oh, no, that didn't happen. Technically, it's attempted vehicular manslaughter. All right, let's He's get not. back to rugby. Let's like get, back to the, get back to the fucking rugby. <laughs> You're like bald man. You're like an Avenger that like has no powers. You're like bald man. So <laughs> we have the nasty business of the walk of shame. Can we give it to World Rugby? I feel like that's either that or for you for trying to produce George Hook. I mean, it's, it's one of those Damn. two. That's we true. have an unprecedented moment here. Unprecedented moment in the rugby odds history because management is a kind of gentler. You're bald man. Oh, you got <laughs> Anti-Avenger. He's muted. A kinder, gentler management has deemed that we're going to listen to the staff of the Rugby Odds, and you two are bringing up a valid point. I was overproducing George Hook, so I will be in the walk of shame. There you have it. Okay. Let's bring John back in because he's a happy boy, and let's get to some picks. Let's get to the Rugby World Cup odds in Pool D. All right, John, since you look certifiably insane, I'm going to read off the pools odds, and you're going to tell us what you think. England, minus 250 despite the kerfuffle. Argentina, plus 180. Japan, plus 3,300. Samoa, plus 8,000. And Chile, plus 100,000. John. Here's the bet. If you can find a way to bet who's going to be in the finals, I would bet it probably out of this pool because I don't think Australia is going to – I don't know if Australia is going to put it together in time or not. That that press conference with Eddie Jones was amazing, by the way. England could end up in the final. They're, they don't deserve to be there. They're going to be about 40 or 50 points. But minus 250, I'm not going to take a bet. There's so much that could happen. All this stuff with Owen Ferry, you don't know how the team's going to react. Argentina seems like a really good bet here, but uh, I think England wins this pool. Gift. I'm actually looking at Argentina at plus 180. Uh, I think they are a much more formidable team when the pressure is on, especially in the group stage. And I actually feel like England plays it down. But I don't know if England comes out of this pool at all. I'm looking at Japan and Argentina to come out of this. Japan is sneaky, sneaky talented. And they always tend to have a few Samoans inside their, inside their pockets ready to go. And really make some damage like they did last time. That's a great pick. I, I really like the fact that England, you could bet them not to get out of this pool. Because England could absolutely implode. I mean, they have had a disaster of a year since your buddy, Matt, Eddie Jones, left the team. All right. Call me crazy, but I like the sleeper pick of 8,000 with Samoa. With some of the really? returning players from previous years being allowed to play for their nation again. 
They're a little bit longer in the tooth. 80 to one. You know what? You're right. I, look, I, I love the fact that these guys are going back to play for their country. I, you know, I understand they basically rent these players. You look at some of these teams, <laughs> like, like my country is Scotland. A couple of South Africans. Yeah. Yeah. These guys did not grow up near Glasgow. Well, Ireland's got two Kiwis and an Aussie in their starting lineup. And, you know, George Hook, it makes his head pop off. And, and he'll be in here shortly to talk about yeah, that. Yeah, and America has – oh, never mind. They're not in it. Oh, snap. Oh, snap. All right, guys, let's go to a different code. The NRL, I like the Sharks getting three and a half on the road versus the Red Hot Knights, but I'm going to pick the Sharks. John, who do you like? I tell you what I don't like is the Raiders. See, I played for the Raiders in the NFL for a very short time, and they cut me. So I am against the Raiders. Thank so you, I'm, Raiders. I'm going with – that's not nice. That's not nice. I lost the job out there. I used They're, to hate the Raiders. The now time. I suddenly I'm, love them. I'm going with the Broncos get, giving seven and a half points on the road against the Raiders because the Raiders need to get beaten because they cut me. I'm going to have to take the Raiders in this one just for the hell of it now. Gift? I, I like I like going back to, to the NFL reference and the Panthers versus the Eels. Now, 18 and a half in favor of the Panthers, and I laugh. Because yeah, the Eels should be the more selected pick in this one. And they just got Mollywop by 22 in their last game against the Roosters. And the Panthers are just absolutely destroying people. So look at this Panthers to completely demolish, in fact, skin the Eels. Mollywop. All right. We're going to take wait, a wait break. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. We are experts on here, okay? What did I tell you about interrupting me? Clearly, you're. Just you're shut on. up and go to the next segment. Okay. Clearly. You are not capable of being professional, and therefore you cannot be part of the segment with George Hook, okay? So you're going to be out. You're banned for this segment as per World Rugby's bunker. Free the, the champ. All right. Free the champ. Gift. Free the Okay, Gift, you're now out too. You two are banned from talking with George Hook. You're banned at least a segment, if not the entirety of this show. We'll be right back with Mr. George Hook after this. Need a great price on a new vehicle? Sheehy makes it easy. Easy Price shows you our lowest prices on the Mid-Atlantic's largest selection. Find your best price online or at any of our 31 dealerships. It's easy at Sheehy. You need your cleats? You need them tomorrow? If you order today by 3 p.m. New York time or noon L.A. time, they can have them to you tomorrow. Young, old, male, female, if you're playing on turf, if you're playing on grass, if you're playing in the rain, you're playing in the heat, they've got you covered. RugbyNow.com. Go there now. If you're in New York City and want to watch some great rugby, have some great food, and some great times, go to the world's best rugby pub. The Pig and Whistle on West 36th Street. All right, we're back with Mr. George Hook. George, welcome back. Uh, I am like, we've spoken now with Glitter, and my morale is, if possible, even lower for this game that I have loved for the best part of eight decades. The game is now on the edge of an abyss. And, and, and this is not an exaggeration, right? And let me tell you why quickly, right? First of all, we we hear now that the, the uh, appeal on Farrell, Owen Farrell, has meant that instead of getting off scot-free, he's been banned for four games, two warm-up games, 
and the first two games in the World Cup proper, Argentina and Japan. 90% of the rugby audience was outraged. There are people who don't have a problem with this form of tackling. Most notably, the Australian coach, Eddie Jones, who defended foul. Sean Edwards, the, the former Wales and Italy defend, defence coach, defending foul. This is a tragedy. Now, the second thing is, because, you know, a lot of people don't follow the, the World Cup at the same quarter in detail that you and I do, We've been used to the referee looking at countless replays on the pitch and then eventually deciding that's a card. So common sense prevailed. Referee, give him a card, red or yellow. It then goes to the famous bunker. There's a guy in the bunker who in the space of 10 minutes can decide red downgraded to yellow or yellow upgrade red. Brilliant. And it is on for the World Cup. Now, first, the original decision to absolve Farrell of any blame. They said, the three wise men from Australia, that the man in the bunker didn't have enough time to make a decision. So at a stroke, they had said that the system in place for the World Cup wasn't fit for purpose. That's a disaster. The second thing, do we really need the greatest lawyer in the land in the room to defend him? Do we need somebody in the room who last week got a guy off for robbing a bank or murdering a person in the street? And that's what Farrell had. That's wrong. Like, there's a great cartoon going around here, okay? And it's Donald Trump on the phone. And he's saying, get me Owen Farrell's lawyer. So that's the point. I think this is facing up to be one of the worst World Cups in history. Why, you may ask? Well, a thousand days before kickoff, they made the draw. But their rankings today are completely different from the rankings a thousand days ago. We have England, who are of the major nations, the worst team in the World Cup, have a better chance of reaching the semi-final than Ireland, the right. number one ranked country in the world. So we've got an easy half. And we got a hard half. If England lose to Argentina, they then have to beat Japan and Samoa and Portugal, and they're in the quarterfinal. They're still in a weaker part of the draw, so they can make the semi-final. Effectively, they have to play 80 minutes rugby to get to the semi-final. So that also puts this competition in a very worrying state. They have to beat Argentina and they have to beat Japan with or without Farrell. So what happens if they don't? Are we going to see a player revolt that we like we saw with France in 2011? And lots of national teams, the players have took over, right? In a way, most notably, when they won the World Cup, Clive Woodward took all the credit and got a knighthood to boot from Her Majesty the Queen. But none of the players gave him the same amount of credit. Right. So, like, that's for discussion. The point is, England are terrible. 
They have no attacking policy. They have no scrum. They have no mall. They have a reasonable line-out. But they are awful. Is this because Eddie Jones was around too long and he messed the whole thing up? Or Borthway can't just do it? All they do is kick the ball. So they kick it to Ireland, who have one of the best back trees in the world. Only one them Irish, but don't worry about that. Um, <laughs> the best back tree in the world. And they go nowhere. But it literally can give Argentina a walkover and get through. England stand a better chance, ludicrous as it may seem, of making the quarterfinal than Ireland do. Three of the top five nations in the world cannot make the semi-final. That makes this competition invalid. I mean, you can't imagine, you know, next week you're going to have the FedEx golf and they're going to be playing for 20 million or whatever. It will be incomprehensible if three of the top five golfers in the world we're not playing in that competition. Kind of changing gears here, but is Wales better off than England right now? I mean, you're looking at two terrible teams. You're a child in the context of the history of Wales rugby, right? I'll take that. <laughs> All right. But you look at Lions teams over 100 years. And in those British and Irish Lions teams, the overwhelming number of players on the team were Welsh. If you look at the history of the six, six, Five Nations Championship, first and now Six Nations Championship, Wales ranks supreme. And, and for, for people of my generation, you think of Gareth Edwards, and Barry John, and John Dawes, and J.J. Williams, and Gerald Davies. And you look at these great Welsh players. The game in Wales is now a mess. And what you are seeing is the best Welsh players and indeed the best English players going to England, going to France, where the money is. And you're looking at English clubs going bankrupt and you're looking at Welsh clubs following close behind. So one of the two of them is going to be in the quarterfinal. But, I mean, they're awful. This World Cup may well eventually give us the best winner, but it actually won't give us the best quality of a competition that purports to be the Rugby World Cup. I was I was put in my place by your distinguished team last week who said, what about South Africa, George? And mea culpa, mea culpa, mea maxima culpa, through my fault, I forgot. And we now have news from South Africa that Pollard, the great fly half, may well be in the team for the World Cup. Would I put my tuppence worth? I know that's a different currency for you guys. Oh, okay. <laughs> would I put okay. a quarter? Would I put a quarter on, on South Africa? I think I might. Well, I, I've been riding that South Africa bus, and that now that Pollard's back the last scrum half to win a Rugby World Cup, of course, in Japan. That changes things. But George, you mentioned, you, you, you brought up that I'm a child in a relative sense. I had to boot the other two children on this show into the sin bin. You want a review from the bunker and can I bring them back for the next part of the show? <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, there probably isn't a television, a rugby television program in the world 
that is presented by a greater talent and has two greater talents as his sidekick. Oh boy. I, well, I thank you, George, but you know we're going to get torn to shreds for that remark, all of us across the board. And I welcome that. George Hook, the great George Hook, and it's nothing but an honor, sir. We'll be right back after this. Presents MLR Weekly, made in New York City. And we are back, and we are back with John Bradshaw Lafield, the WWE Hall of Famer, and King Gifte Belu, uh, the inventor of words, back from their banishment only because of the good graces of George Hook and the stipulation that no mention whatsoever come about of Owen Farrell or Billy Bunapola. Let's get back to the business of making picks. John, what are your favorite things? The top 14 in France, where the Rugby World Cup is, playing while they're in the World Cup competition. So with that, who do you like in the top 14 this week? I don't like any of them. They shouldn't be playing. You're doing a disservice to all your fans. Look, give me give me teams that are deep, okay? When you have teams that you have a great structure, you have a great organization like Toulouse, Give me Toulouse. But I don't think they should be playing. I think it's stupid that they're doing it, and it's a disservice to the fans. Okay. I mean, they they are undermanned, certainly, by by a wide yeah, but margin. They're deep. they're deep. they got a great structure, great corporate structure, great organization. They're losing a lot of players to the Rugby World Cup. They shouldn't be playing. And they're, they're at home, and they're usually very good at home. A lot of pride there. The fan base is great. Gift? I mean, I, I said it last week, and I said it again. Uh, now I understand what the top 14 business model is. is just to work them to death until they can make enough money to be able to work them to death again because, yeah, no. As the champ said, they shouldn't be playing. It doesn't make any sense. These are fake wins, to be honest. So let's go with La Rochelle. Why? Because it's La Rochelle. They just two weeks ago were in the championship. Say that again. Just two weeks ago, they were in the championship. <laughs> they a, are already a slight exaggeration. A slight exaggeration, but I, okay, two point. and a half. I'm sorry, right. I forgot to add for last this Bam. last two days and 15 minutes. You know, so, so yeah, we'll go with La Rochelle. Why? Because they probably have enough backup players because they got enough money to be able to make this fake game seem like it's an actual real game. This is like the preseason, but they actually are counting it. So. Yes, let's go with them. And they're coached by, as John refers to him, Ronald O'Garrett. I like Ronald. All right. Well, there's a lot to pick here. But no, there's not. All the great players are playing in the World Cup. There's not a lot great to pick from. They shouldn't be playing. But that's right. where you can find value because some of these other teams that aren't missing players that would be getting annihilated normally have an opportunity to get wins. Yeah, it's because their players suck. They're not in the yeah. World Cup. Yeah, so I'm going to go with Bordeaux at this home. the worst version of scouting. <laughs> I am. Listen, I'm just dealing with what's the, with the hand that we're dealt. So I'm going to go with Bordeaux at home versus Castro. Bordeaux. By the way, I'm going uh, – Bordeaux has the greatest owner in the history of the world, Louis Gav. I'm going over to Paris, France, and I'm going to his birthday party September 9th. Where are we sitting for the games? You're not going. Louis Wait. doesn't like you. I might be going, and I'm going to be sleeping on your – we're going to be spooning. Me and you. We're gonna be <laughs> no, we're with, not. Or do you want to go head toe? 
Well, we'll let that for another episode. Guys, let's go down to the Southern Hemisphere now, to the NPC, the National Provincial Championship, with New Zealand's players. And before you start getting righteous about how they're playing during the World Cup, it's really the second tier for professional rugby in New Zealand. The Super Rugby is played, not surprisingly, outside of the World Cup window because they have brains in their heads. So this is the NPC, and it's got a lot of MLR players, and this is that thing that going forward next year for the MLR, they've pushed the season back, the start date for the MLR, because they figured they want more warm matches for some of the cold-weather teams. But the consequence of that is they're not going to be able to have those NPC players, those Kiwi players that are kind of under the radar as far as household names are concerned, out of the picture. With that as your background, who do you like in the NPC this week, John? So what you just said basically is it's like a blind man throwing darts, MLR scheduling, World Rugby's committees, all that stuff. Okay, I agree with that. And I'm if going Mr. Magoo with and Helen Keller had a child, that person would be running basically all of rugby. <laughs> I think I think that person is running all of rugby. I will go with Wellington, who's playing very well, giving six and a half points against Taz. Okay. Oh, ooh, impressive from the WWE Hall of Famer. Gift, how do you follow that one up? I mean, you don't, but you just ride the wave. I'm going to go with Taranaki in this one. Look, yes. you know, don't get mad because greatness recognizes greatness. Oh, just like I am. Taranaki oh, with their minus six and a half against plenty of Bay of Plenty. This is how cults right? start. They might be the Bay of Plenty, but they're not going to get plenty of wins out of this one. Oh, and this is one where we're going to be able to see what is hiding inside the roughs for the diamonds known as the All Blacks eventually? And actually, really, the MLR. Really, it's Damn. the diamonds of the roughs of the MLR. All right. Game recognizes game. All right. We're basically out of time, so we got picks of the week. And when you pick your pick of the week, don't give a long diatribe about something that the World Cup is. Just make your <laughs> pick. <laughs> John, what's your pick of the week? And don't tell me about how great the World Cup's going to be again. I'm going to go with Argentina to make the finals in the World Cup. Because I think if they get out of this pool, beat England, I think they make the finals. That's going to be a huge plus bet. Jeff, pick of the week. I'll go to the NRL, and I'm going to go look at the Stormers versus Titans. Look at the Titans to get the upset. Uh, No, not get the upset. To to beat the spread. All right. And just so there's no confusion, it's the Storm, not the Stormers. You know, a cyclone, a tsunami, a hurricane. No, it's all no, you know, no, no, you can't spin your way out thing. of you can't spin your way out of this tsunami. <laughs> and my pick of the week, and I know we're not picking these things because it really doesn't make any sense when we don't know if they're just tinkering or they're actually playing their guys. But I'm going with South Africa over New Zealand at Twickenham in a great match. On that note, gentlemen, we're out of time. How about plugs, John? Yes, I'm here in Bermuda playing some golf, but it's also Pride Week in Bermuda. I marched in the first Pride Parade here in Bermuda because I believe all people should be treated equally, except for you, Matt. I was going to say, <laughs> that was a relevation. I thought we had a new thing here. That all was right. a relevation? You just revelation. say relevation? <laughs> <laughs> revelation. We got three seconds left. Gift. Yo, open hands, food. Absolutely go get the best flour for your health. Eat bread like you used to without worrying about your stomach exploding. Healthenhancedfoods.com. Grab your bags today. I ordered John Sunlight, but I put the gluten back in it. Uh, <laughs> I want to plug the Rugby World Cup at the Pig and Whistle, the world's best rugby pub. Go Bam. watch Great New York City. Great 
West 36th Street, Cormac McCormack. That's a real name. Go see him. Tell him we sent you. It's the best place to watch rugby. They got the best Irish breakfast there, too. And on that note, I want to thank Mr. John Bradshaw Layfield, the WWE Hall of Famer, and King Gifte Melu, the inventor of words. And thank you, ladies and gentlemen. Please check out our other shows, the MLR Weekly and the College Rugby Wrap-Up. Hit that subscribe button on YouTube, and please sign up for our weekly newsletter and join our American Red Cross Blood donor team.